One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, the world's greatest Gray's Anatomy podcast. I am one half of your hosts. My name is Carmen. And I am your other host. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. And man, oh man, what a good episode this is. Man, oh man, spoiler alert, it wasn't better than the last one. No, I don't think it was, but it was a good one. Dare I say... It may have been a good episode for George. Uh, I don't want to, you know, look, I'm not impressionable or anything, and I'm also not very easily swayed in my opinion, but I liked George in this episode. He was tolerable, which for him is a pretty big leap. He was the hero. <laughs> it's true. And that's like, that's that a big leap. That has not yet happened. Okay, so let's, let's get into our business okay so this is episode five of the second season uh it's the 14th episode overall and i believe this was originally intended to be the season one finale before the scheduling got all wonky because it was like a mid-season replacement so they ordered 14 episodes and then they cut it at nine because they wanted it to end with their other stuff that was ending at the same time so i think this was originally supposed to be the season one finale which is a good it, finale. It's just not as really much of a cliffhanger. Like, it's kind of cliffhangery, but not nearly as good as the actual finale, in my opinion. It's it's for sure a cliffhanger, but it's not, I am so sorry, and boom, <laughs> yeah, it's Addison, not, you must Adrian. be the woman who's been screwing my husband. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was trying to remember that line. Uh, yeah. Is okay. There's a lot to get into. Let me like, let's talk about this music thing first. Yes. Much easier to find information on this than deny, deny, deny. So yes. anyone who's mad at me about this, uh, that Brooks and Dunn one, is it Brooks and Dunn or yeah, Brooks it was Brooks and, and Dunn. Okay, uh, okay. So this song, "Bring the Pain," 
was written by Method Man, uh, one of the collective artists within Wu Tang Clan, most most popular popular known for. Uh, this was released October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. And actually, uh, it, it charted on three different charts. So uh, it made it as high as number 45 on the Billboard US Hot 100. It made it as high as number 30 on the uh, R&B hip-hop songs for uh, specifically that genre for the Hot 100. And then as high as number four on yeah. the US Hot Rap Songs Billboard. Uh, so it, it, it's there's a lot of different... Uh, Covers of it through its time releasing in 1994, uh, all the way up through 1999. But uh, it's not my cup of tea. And also, uh, like, the Wu-Tang Clan, totally respect it. Not my genre. Uh, I would rather have listened to Deny, Deny, Deny than (laughs) Wu-Tang Clan Bring the Pain. Uh, but also, I listened to this song, don't have any predictions. I could not think of anything that I could think of what this episode was going to be about. Uh, but I also, wait. I watched what I did this time is I watched the recap from last week. Mm-hmm. Then I listened to the song, trying to guess. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had no predictions. Uh, yeah. Couldn't think of anything. Well, first of all, I want to say that this episode aired October 23rd, 2005, which is almost exactly 11 years after that song was released, which probably means nothing, but it's just a fun coincidence. Um, I will Maybe say, they were looking for symmetry with that one patient where it mm-hmm. happened, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say one of your predictions, or I don't know if that it was a prediction. What you said at the last episode that you wanted in this episode was to see part of the Alex Izzy date. And it does I start wrote that. There. I wrote that but down. Before we get to that, um, this episode was written by the one, the only Shonda Rhimes herself. So again, I think going back to it was supposed to originally be the finale. I think that's why she, she tends to write like, well, not just her, but typically show runners tend to write like the really big, like juicy episodes, like finales and, um, just anything where something is like crazy is happening. So she did write this one and it was directed by one Mark Tinker, like Tinkerbell. And, mm. um, he did a couple episodes of Grey's, but he did like so many episodes of private practice. So he's definitely a Shondaland fan member for sure. Um, and this had 18 million views when it first aired and the Netflix synopsis was, an emergency raises the stakes for Alex and George as one of them is forced to perform surgery in an elevator. Meredith pleads with Derek. That's it. That's the synopsis. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, she, did, she was mad first, and then she, the pleading was only really at the end, but that's fine. I like that they didn't spoil who gets to do the surgery. I think that's yeah. really good. Yes. Uh, so, speaking of spoilers, mm-hmm. I want you to know that you need to knock some sense into Jessica <laughs> big time. <laughs> I am at the... So, her dad's here, too. Yeah. And they were talking about Grey's Anatomy because I had to record. And he goes, oh, that's oh, the no. show with... And I said, nope, stop. I don't want to hear it. And he's like, well, no, it's just with this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Seriously, just nothing. <laughs> no spoilers. And he said... Uh, Jess is like, no, like he can't know about it. Like that's their, that's their bit. And he was said, I was just going to talk about an actress that was in it. I said, no, it's probably not a character that I know. So don't even talk about it. (laughs) And in she's in season three still. 
Yeah. I had to go find this from Netflix, and I saw a silhouette of two people that were about to kiss on the screen where she left off. And I was like, okay, I'm not looking. I can't see this. I can't see this. <laughs> but it's getting harder, and I, she, I'm, I'm tempted to get my own Netflix account just to watch That's, it. Well, you just need to make a separate profile on the same account. That's what but you it's need not, to do. It's I know not it's not our... Ryan will okay. understand. Ryan, can you shout out? For me? <laughs> Ryan, make this happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, well, while you're wearing the sweatpants that I bought you. Truly. Um, we're lucky because they're actually taking grays off of Netflix in several regions around the world. And when I first saw it, because I saw it on Instagram, on our Instagram account, Gray's Academy Pod, if you're not following, because I was on there doing other stuff and I got. I just like on the discover page. Cause there's like a billion grace. That's like all I get on there is Grace anatomy stuff. And there's a bunch of um, stuff saying it's like coming off Netflix at the end of the month. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> um, I have them on DVD, I think. Um, but I was panicked, but then I realized it's uh, Brazil was like the big one. And there's a couple other places, but I was like, Oh no. And I know we have some listeners in Brazil. So I hope you can find somewhere else to watch this. I'm so sorry. I don't know why they're taking it off, but I'm sure eventually it'll end up on like some Disney Plus extension or something because Disney owns ABC. But for now, yeah. we are safe with Netflix. But if you're losing it, I hope that you have a backup. Is uh, Germany on that lose list or is I Germany still safe so. with us? I think Germany is Germany and Canada are still good to go hanging in, hanging in tight with us. Yeah. Outside of the United friends. States. G- yeah. Germany and Canada. You guys are crushing it. Yeah. We love you back. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so the recap. Uh hitting obviously the divorce, Derek and Addison, um, the Ellis situation, Christina and Burke, and then Alex and Izzy. That was like the main things. No, you know, typically just what what what's been going on. But they didn't really like harp on any one thing more than anything else. They just kind of like just a reminder. This is where and we're there at. was no like there was nothing obscure that they brought back. Right. It wasn't like yeah. uh they brought back Joe, Joe and his right. trauma. Like, oh no, what's going to happen to Joe? Right. Uh, so that was good. Um, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we start start right into it at the end of the Alex and Izzy date, which has gone about as well as you would imagine after seeing the end of last episode. Alex is clearly not fully there, distracted, upset about the whole thing with last episode where he has to retake something or another. And so I think the assumption is that he kind of was just ignoring her or just like not really invested in what happened. And that would be annoying, especially if he had previously not acted like that at all and then asked her out and then done that. So she is big bad. And also this is exactly so we didn't get to see the date. But Mm -hmm. for anyone that hasn't listened yet or you didn't listen to the full episode last last week, I had said I want to to be a fly on the wall at the start of the next episode. Yeah. We kind of got it. Yeah. Uh, and I even I even wrote, okay, prediction coming up perfectly. I am a genius, is what I said. Uh, but then it went right back to the, okay, Alex with the double pullback. Yeah. He's like when Austin Powers had his mojo stolen by Dr. Evil. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, the swerve on Izzy is not, it's not the vibe. And she still looks great. She did. And she clearly was very well, She shaved her legs state. for it. She did. She makes that clear. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she looks, I mean, and she yells at him and he's like, I had a really good time. And that's when she goes in for the kiss. And then he almost is like, okay, yeah. And then he just bails, which doesn't make any sense. I don't really get it. But It's not complicated. Just say, look, I had a good time. There's a lot on my mind. Can we please take it slow? Done. Cheek kiss. Mm-hmm. Hand kiss. Mwah. You know? <laughs> a gentle, gentle shoulder kiss. <laughs> Yeah, kiss it right on the elbow, something. <laughs> right, that's how I kiss Jessica. Right on the weenus. Um, and so, okay, so then Izzy goes upstairs. She's really mad. She wakes up George so that she can be mad in his direction. <laughs> and, <laughs> she's not mad at him. She's just mad near him. <laughs> and um, this is, we get a lot of seriously in this episode. Lots yes. and lots of seriouslys. I wrote that down. Yes. Um. Meredith and Derek are also having a problem. Um, she's mad he didn't sign the papers. They are outside of her house. She does the thing where he, she's like, what do you want? And he goes, oh, I don't know. Normally you just yell. So I didn't actually have anything planned. And then she just like beats, beats him with her purse. Completely destroys him. <laughs> um, and kicks him out. And she's also yelling seriously. And then she also is up in George's bed. And he, and they're just, you know having their man problems. I do love the moment where he's just laying there and he just takes his hands and pats them on the shoulder. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's okay, friends. Um, if there was ever going to be a time that George wanted to be like capitalizing on the situation, the two girls are already in his bed. Like, yeah. Say, hey, look, guys, I get it. I'm happy to provide for both of you. <laughs> right. But then this turns down a very different path, very similarly to what we see in the next part of the episode coming yep. up. Um. Sorry. Uh-oh. Having a hard time. Um, okay. So then they're at the hospital. Christina is recovered-ish. Like, she's been discharged. So obviously, because she's Christina, she wants to be back at work. She tells Bailey, hey, just so you know, I'm back. I'm ready to fully be back. And everyone's like, oh, pace yourself. And she goes, no, let me live. So. <laughs> I'm paced. <laughs> um, Izzy is ignoring Alex. And he's like, whoa, what's wrong? And he's trying to act like, nothing happened which doesn't make any sense um and so he's just deflecting like i don't know what you're talking about and so she's like yes i am ignoring you go away i'm glad like yeah you know what alex don't don't do that to my girl izzy slash katherine heigl yeah it's a bummer because they really you know alex was on a hot streak and then you really think cool we're gonna get like another like main character romance and then they're like oh jk well, they probably, they tested audiences and said, how how many on-screen romances within the characters do you want to see at one time? And they said, two is our maximum. So they said, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to make this happen. <laughs> my tiny, my tiny TV watching brain can't handle more than two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just the uh, weird love triangle and then the Christina Burke situation. <laughs> okay. So we meet our first patient, Henry. And Henry is allergic to every pain medication that exists so henry watches porn instead of having pain medication because it releases the chemicals in his brain that help cope with pain and help kind of alleviate i don't even remember why he has pain but he's supposed to have surgery it's something on his spine or brain because it's a derek's patient um but the the main takeaway is he's watching porn and Bailey, yes. one by one, is kicking all the interns into the hallway because they can't deal with it. And she is not well, amused. It's So first off, I recognize this guy. 
Uh, so he was in a lot of, a, a crap ton of stuff. It's JJ. Yes. From JJ Parks from Rec. Parks and Rec. That's uh, where also, I mostly knew him from. Yeah, so that was where I knew him from. And then also he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine for an episode. I did see that. And also. House as well. Uh, but also he was the garbage man in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Well, those are the worst ones. I hate I hate Tobey Maguire. Uh, okay. We're seeing the new Spider-Man on Thursday, don't worry. I will spoil everything for you right I now. I will spoil this show for you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Do uh, not have a spoiler off with me. I have way more stuff to spoil. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's I you know what, Germany? I'm, this is for you. I'm not going <laughs> to go down this road for you. Um, okay, but hold on. So what I love about that scene is the first, right off the bat, Bailey kicks out Alex. Well, like, <laughs> yes, that's that would be me. Uh, but then I'm surprised George lasted as long as he did. And then freaking the Meredith thing. Yeah. Where they're like, that looks uncomfortable. And she goes, oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> and then ba- all of you, all of you out. Bailey is like in the hole. I love She's so, so good. I love <laughs> this it. Was, Good, good, good episode for Bailey. I know. I was so excited to hear your reactions about the Bailey plotline in this one. Um, okay, so we get to the intro. It's actually only four and a half minutes to the intro, which is the shortest one like all season so far. So it seemed quick, right? So yeah. th- it's not just me. No, yeah, because it's been like seven and eight minutes um, in previous episodes. So I think that's interesting. Um, so Bailey assigns the cases. She puts Meredith with Derek, and Meredith is like, me, me, me. And, and Bailey's like, listen, he requested you. I don't care. Take it up with him. Live your life. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, there is a gunshot wound patient in the ER, and Alex and George are fighting over him. And the other doctor in there is like, guys, you got to chill. Like, this is a cop, and all the cops are watching you through the window. So, like, fucking get it together. <laughs> And right bef- was it right before that uh, that it showed Ellis is getting discharged? Um, did you say that or was I? Uh, Bailey I- says that to Meredith. And then later is when we actually see Ellis. Like when Bailey sends Meredith to Derek, she's like, hey, your mom is being discharged tonight. Do you have That's the arrangements right. made or do you need more time? Um, and then after the gunshot wound introduction... Then we see Ellis talking to Richard, and that's when we get a little more on the Ellis-Richard backstory. So she's straight up like, listen, you need to leave Adele. I'm going to leave Thatcher. We can fully be together. Like, we're just going to do this. And um, he's not responding to her in that. He's He's just saying, like, he's trying to bring her back to the present time. Um, he's not like, yeah, I'm gonna, he's not living the fantasy with her, not fantasy, but you know what I mean? Um, so sorry, I had a yawn there. It's okay. (laughs) Um, it's very late where we're we're recording and now that we're both parents, uh, it's extra sleepy time. I get it. So, okay. the, The thing that I, that's weird about that scene is in this episode in general with Ellis, I feel like she's walking the line back and forth of lucid and also, uh, in that past moment because, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but obviously there's that scene where she tells Meredith where she's like, mommy, she's like, yeah. oh my goodness, you, you grew up. Yeah. And even in the scenes with Richard, 
it's it's like her brain is it's it's wanting the things that she wanted back then, but she yeah. wants it now too. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's, interesting. It's really, she's a great actress. She's very good. She definitely has been nominated multiple times for her guest spot on Grey's. Um, I think she won. I'm not sure. I'll definitely verify that at some point. Um, but yes, yeah, she is an excellent actress. She's also so good on Scandal. She's definitely like a villain on Scandal. Um, but it's she's just so good. Um, yeah, so good times. Definitely provides more context for their relationship. Yeah, because I know previously you had kind of just been spitballing on what their relation, how how intensive their affair had been, and also the timeline situation. You weren't sure of that, so this kind of clears up timeline questions for their relationship because she they specifically were both for says, sure married. Yeah, and she specifically says we can't wait until residency because we'll be at different hospitals. We have to do it now. All this stuff. So it's um. It, it answers some questions. Um, Meredith tells Derek, I'm out of this relationship. I don't care if you sign the divorce papers or not, but forget about me, which is a load of shit, but whatever. <laughs> they have She's great, pretending. They have great on-scene chemistry. They do, and it's interesting because Derek and Addison also have very good on-screen chemistry, but they're just wildly different, if that makes sense. Like, Derek and Meredith's is more... Like, well, Derek and Addison's is more lived in. It just, it works better for their storyline because they've been married, as they say, for 11 years. So they just like have this, they're very like easy back and forth, whether it's positive or negative. And it's just like, you know, that you can tell that they know each other. And then Derek and Meredith's, it is more new, but it is still very like passionate and like they're clearly in love. They just have, it's very interesting to me that they can all have such very good chemistry, but it's still so different. Speaking of being in love, spoiler alert. Who's in love? Freaking Meredith. What? Okay. Hold on. This is jump. I'm jumping ahead. What the fuck? I literally, when I, when I, I was like, okay, uh, this is the, this is the entire thing. I'm, can I I jump ahead? Is that okay? This is the speech. This is, yes. Her speech. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. First okay. of all, you know that Gabe quotes this all the time. I'm like, if you went back and listened to all of our other episodes of our dude thoughts, like he says, pick me, choose me, love me all the time. Really? <laughs> yes. I did not even put that together. I don't, I, I have not consciously remembered that, that sentence in my head. Because it, because if you do outside of the show, that sentence means nothing. <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything, but so like, when people say that they're quoting Meredith. Yes. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So here's my whole, here's what I wrote. So I said, oh shit, Meredith is giving him the ultimatum. What the fuck? She loves him shit. What the fuck? And then yeah. I quoted, so pick me, choose me, love me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's literally, can you see that there? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Ellen Pompeo has her own podcast where she talks about being on Grey's Anatomy for a million and a half years. And she actually spoken about this scene and how... She hated it and still Who's hates Ellen it. Who's Ellen Pompeo? Meredith, the actress who played oh, Meredith. Okay. So she hated this scene. She was like, please do not make me go in there and beg a man to love me. She's like, I just hate that concept and I don't want to portray that type of character. And they were like, well, 
that's what you're going to do. That's what the story calls for. And I definitely see where she's coming from, but I also see where the writers are coming from that they like quote unquote need it for the story. But um, yeah, she has actually spoken out about it and being like, I just don't want to be like a role model for people, but also be begging a man to love me. So I get that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I, here's the thing in that moment though, it, it didn't, Okay, from a man perspective, right? Everyone's going to have difference of opinion. I didn't look at that scene going like, uh, I don't want to say misogynism, but it wasn't like, that to me felt very women empowerment. Like, she's, she's giving this ultimatum. She's saying what she wants. I think that she's developed a strong enough, like, character persona mm-hmm. on screen that if she were to be rejected because we have that cliffhanger, right? Uh, that she would survive and she would be fine without Derek. But I think it was a great monologue. I think it's a, it's incredible for her acting. And also it's, she's saying, I want what I want and I'm not going to let chance happen. Like I'm going to tell you what I want and then whatever it's good. You know, yeah, I, I think it. truthfully the speech is fine. It's, I think it's the pick me, choose me, love me that I think that where the issue arises, cause that is where she's saying like, please, like it's one thing to just be like, these are my feelings. This is how I feel about you. And I want like to explain in detail how much I love you. And so I think like all the analogies and the explanations of like, um, the, like you eat the last piece of cheesecake, pretend to like your tasty music, all that stuff. Like that's fine. I think that where she's coming from is really just truly that end line of pick me, choose me, love me truly is like, please don't leave me. But everything else is is more just like this is how I feel and I and I do want to put up a fight and like I do want to be with you. So I definitely see both sides. Totally. Also, I'm sorry to jump ahead. So I That's where fine. where are we at? Where that was back to <laughs> like the intro. Um, <laughs> uh no, okay. So uh, Izzy meets her heart attack patient. And we don't know. She's just like, it's a mystery. It was a heart attack, but it wasn't a heart attack. No, what was it? I knew I knew something <laughs> happened right off. I've got a 58th sense about that kind of thing. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Derek and Meredith's patient with the tumor on her spinal cord. Um, we meet the dad right away. He's like, why didn't you tell us you were coming? She can't have the surgery. And Derek's like, no, you don't understand. Like, she literally needs to have it or she'll be paralyzed. And they're like, well, they'll, we'll just do it later. And they're like, uh, okay. And um, this is also when Derek and Meredith leave, when Derek kind of tries to explain to Meredith why he hasn't signed the papers yet and why he's having hesitation. And I th- his points are valid. Makes sense to me. Like, it's not no big deal to cut someone out of your life like that. Um, again, he does that thing where he just wants understanding and forgiveness without ever asking for either one of those things. And I still find that irksome. But um, I do I do understand where he's coming from in a way. It was actually, I think, the best... The best... Uh, explanation that he's given about where he's coming from yeah and and to your point it's not it's not a it's not an apology right but it's better than i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> god <laughs> the only uh, time that man has said those words <laughs> maybe ever and even in his real life uh no i don't i don't know i i think with him i actually i do empathize like 
Jess and me, if anything ever happened and she cheated on me, like that's not something that I right now in my tiny man brain can think that I could forgive. But at least it shows a breadth of uh, foresight. And he's actually giving that thoughtfulness to this giant decision. So I don't know. Right. I, I respect it. But I'm curious, obviously, what happens because cliffhanger. Um. Yes. So then, oh, also, this whole episode, we just keep getting flashes of Addison being like, "Who's seen Derek? I'm looking for Derek. Where is Derek? Because she also doesn't know if he signed these papers. So he's not doing great with his communication. Shocking. Um. So Christina goes to Burke, and is like, "Thank you for being there for me. I love them so much." And he is still like, "Okay, so am I your boyfriend?" And she's like, "Can I just?" Can I just, I just got out of the hospital. <laughs> so I just, it's an, just more back and forth, which go ahead. We'll skip to the end on this one. What was your thoughts on the ending for their, for their little storyline? I was so happy. I know it's so cute. I love the way they do it. She just barges in and is so aggressive. And then she's like, whatever, we're a couple. Don't make a big deal about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so cute. So when, when she, so that, that room apparently is their room now. It's the just on where call they... room. It is an on-call room. We'll see these okay. a lot over the course of the series. These exist for real life in hospitals because doctors have very long shifts and they have to rest because it doesn't always make sense for them to just turn around and leave, but they need sleep to live. So they have on-call rooms where there are beds that are supposed to be for sleeping and in this show are often only used for sex. So. Yeah, like in Scrubs too. Yep. Uh, so, no, I loved it. It was so cute. And and okay, the scene where like she's looking up at him, I'm like, dang, I could tell in your character that this is a huge deal for you. And the, I I even did write that quote of uh, okay, we're a couple, whatever. Don't make a big deal about it. I know. Um, it's, it's cute. So perfect I love to it. Both of them. Also, because it takes him a minute to figure out what's happening, and he's like, what? What? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's so cute. Did my prediction, was I right? I think I said that they'd get together before the end of this season. Uh, and I said married by season 18 or whatever we're on right now in real life. Yeah, I believe that's what you said. So right now I'm doing real. This is a good episode for Carmen's predictions is what I'm getting. <laughs> um, oh, also we get a little intro like teaser where Burke and Bailey are talking and she's like, Oh, I can't do another surgery because I don't want to like, I'm trying to get out of here on time. And he goes, Oh, do you have a date? And she goes, yeah, I do. So we're like, Oh, who's her date with? So I know you've mentioned multiple times wanting her to have a boyfriend. So in this episode, we find out she's married. <laughs> I, I love it. First off also, come on, have some decorum. Just yelling. I yelling. She's getting whisked away to a love nest. Willy yeah. nilly in the she hospital. She can do whatever like, she wants. She can yell yes, whatever the hell she wants. Yes, she can. I agree with you. And in that dress later on in the episode, she can do no wrong. She She's cleans wonderful. up so nice. She does. But also, I'm no matter what, I'm not even going to walk into the hospital going, oh, I'm about to whisk away Jessica to a love nest or someone to a love nest. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, that does so sound happy exactly for her. like something you would say, though. So <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't act like you know me. <laughs> but 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. She's they- been married 10 years. Did you see that coming? I know you didn't because no. you kept saying you wanted her to get a boyfriend. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, was then like, I, I love just want when, her to find love. <laughs> I love when Derek's like, why didn't I know you're married? And she goes, because uh, you never asked because you're too far up your own ass. 
That's a typical, yeah. I was like, yeah, typical Derek. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good reveal. Which also means that Burke probably wasn't asking either. Yes, it's true. Because they're but both again, up it, their own asses. it lines up with Bailey's character. She's been very clear from the get go of separating work and personal and just like business and stuff. So I do like it, but I also love how it ended up being revealed. And she's just the best. I love her so much that every time you were like, I hope she gets a boyfriend, I was like, mm, her husband does not hope that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good, that'd be a good, uh, good thought process. I, I, I was. I don't know. I'm hoping that we see more of the husband. I hope this isn't like just for the storyline that we have the silhouette. Uh, it's like it's like in Gilmore Girls uh, with the girl uh, who's the drummer and she has the dad yeah. and they never show them except they do in the re- the reboot. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so many thoughts. So many dude thoughts. So many Gilmore Girl thoughts. Um. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so that was our Bailey thing. Okay, so back to the episode. George and Alex take the guy up. Bum, bum, bum. Um, there's just a lot happening. So Bailey tells Izzy she needs to run more tests, be really thorough, figure out what's going on with this lady. Alex, they're in the elevator. He's like, George, why? So, like, why is Izzy mad at me? Look, I don't know. I've never done anything wrong in my life. I'm great and perfect and hilarious. <laughs> That's when George is like, women have expectations. She had expectations. That could mean literally anything. Yeah. And I like, honestly, just again, like the least annoying George has ever been up to this point. And it's nice that he stands up against Alex when Alex is like, well, it's not your business. And he goes, it's literally my business. Like these people drag me into it to bitch about you guys. So it is my business. Like man up and kiss a woman. Yeah, don't do the double clutch twice. And then even the cop is like, you didn't, you can't follow through. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even Alex was like, oh, I follow through. And he was like, and George was like, no, no, you fucking didn't, dude. False. Uh, incorrect. I so, have yeah. the, the direct account. You fucked up. Yes. Can confirm why you are asking why she's mad. That is why. Um, okay, so then the power goes out. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Elevator stops. Gunshot wound sitting there. In the Craziness. No Someone's going to die. Maybe. Doesn't look good. Um, okay, so they are... Basically, the elevator's like trapped between two floors. George is like, trying. I just, I do love this moment when he's reading the little manual and he goes, Do not panic. Press the button that says alarm. It's like, Well, if you don't want us to panic, then don't name the button alarm. And him and it's Alex are trying, quote. like, The phone is not working. The alarm button isn't working. The power is out. The elevator is stuck. It's not good. Basically, the power has gone out in the hospital and hospitals have backup generators, but like, the backup generator for this part of the hospital, arguably one of the most important parts of the hospital, the surgery, the surgery wing, um, is not functioning. So clearly that is problematic because surgery is important to keep people alive. So yeah, I guess it's, it's fine. It's okay. Um, Addison is talking to the chief and she's like, breathe, don't freak out. And he goes, I'll breathe if I want to breathe, <laughs> which I love. I just love him. Um, also Christina goes to check on the porn guy and he's like, no, I need like, you don't understand. And she's like, you're going to be fine, which is 
factually incorrect, as we learn later. I need my porn. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, so, Beric and Bailey are trying to talk to Alex and George through the little opening of the elevator, trying to kind of figure out what the situation is. It's not great. Like, this guy needs to be in surgery, and he's in an elevator. So, problematic. Um, and then it's also cutting back with Meredith and her patient. And she's like, why, what's going on? Like, do you really, why don't you just not listen to your dad? And she's like, listen, it's a cultural thing. I understand that you don't understand, but it's like, it, it's a big deal. Like this is real and I'm not going to disrespect my father this way. And I did yeah, a it- teeny bit of research. And from what I read, they said, as far as like broad strokes, the Hmong people, which I think it's H M O N G, um, it that's like as a broad stroke, they did like a good job representing the cultural, like the spiritual aspect and the the way it works with like elders and ancestors. Um, obviously, because it's such a like they don't really go into it, so obviously they leave a lot out. But from what I read, people who are familiar with that culture thought they did a decent job representing it. So thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, I thank you for that because I did not do the research on it, mostly because I literally watched this episode and then then immediately started talking to you. Uh, <laughs> it's true. But with with uh this scene, I like that it calls out so this they have this cultural divide and and even the what was it Anna is the girl's mm-hmm. name? Yeah. She, she goes spare me the white girl cultural divide and I even yeah. got the two little eye emojis and I was like, "Dang." Yeah. Uh but then she said, don't anger the ancestors. And I immediately thought of the scene in, in M- Mulan yeah. where Mushu's talking to the ancestors. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then basically Meredith. Okay. First of all, <laughs> real quick, Bailey is yelling at Meredith. I mean, is yelling at Derek because porn is pain management. And Derek thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, listen, I didn't prescribe it, but it's working. And <laughs> it's funny to me. So I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Um, but then Meredith goes to Derek and she's like, this is the situation. Like it's, this is the belief system. And we, you know, this is, if there's anything we can do about it, this is how we're going to have to approach it. So is he still running tests? Burke is trying to walk Alex and George through what is going to happen. George is panicking because they, he doesn't want to open up a guy in an elevator without, um, unattending. Yeah, that's a, that's a fine, <laughs> fine request. That's, yeah. a, you know, sane person. Um, Derek goes outside to talk to the dad. And I do love this scene because the dad's outside smoking a cigar. And he immediately is like, oh, you're going to judge me for my religious whatever. And Derek's like, I understand that you have like different religious beliefs, but you're also wearing a $3,000 suit. So I also understand that you understand like the reality of your daughter needs to search her if she's ever going to walk again. <laughs> so... Um, they kind of work together and there's like a res- mutual respect, which obviously is going to get a lot further than going out there and being like, Oh, your religion is dumb. I have to do the surgery. So I like the way that Derek approaches it. Cause I'm sure that happens in like truly in the medical profession of people having different religious beliefs and wanting different things done certain ways. And it happens later, like again, in this series, like obviously not the same thing, but even before when it was the, the Orthodox Jewish girl, so they definitely have different scenarios that they, they approach that way. Yeah. It's also, so 
have have you seen all of House? I know I brought brought up House. I have think you seen I've all of House? I've seen most of it, but it has been a while. So but I it's like I've seen all of it. I, I so I look at these scenarios and it's like, man, I just love I love the writing style of Derek in this in this moment because mm-hmm. you know the house writing style as he goes in there, he's like, yeah, fuck you, this religion, this religion is stupid. Like, yeah, why? that's what that I'm, is what I'm, house would do for sure, right? But then Derek is like, hey, this, you know, fuck you, this is stupid, but also in like a hey, like it's not stupid, but also don't fuck you. It's it's like very, yeah, I don't know. He's written so well, and then he's so then he's like, uh, you're an arrogant man, and I'm like, no, I'm just a man with a helicopter. Like, yeah. I could Whatever you need, just let He's me like, know. Yeah, let's just work together and we'll make it happen. And the guy, I mean, the uh, ultimately the guy hears him out and is like, "All right, let's let's make it happen. Get my shaman here." Yeah, and hands him probably a two hundred dollars cigar. If I had to assume, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That thing's probably legit. So, like, should we get some right now? <laughs> yes, certainly. Yes, let's pause the episode to grab some cigars. No, let's just keep it rolling. Take it with us wherever we go. Stream <laughs> Into the of car. consciousness. Yes. Um, okay, so then the chief is yelling about the generator, and he's like, why isn't this fixed? Why is this happening? And Bailey's like, oh, I don't know. And then he says, you're Bailey. You know everything. Tell me who I need to be mad at. And she's like, you, because you didn't authorize it, because you wanted money for something else. So I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as that scene started, literally, I wrote it. I was like, Jess, I bet he screwed up. I bet he's the one who messed up. And it happened. And I started doing a dance in the living room <laughs> with Marlo looking right at me in her little chair with little vibrations so going on. She's like, that's my dad. But it sounded more like, meh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I kind of, that storyline kind of falls off there. Like after that discovery is made, it's not really revisited. I was like, um, okay, this, this is a big deal. We should Anything talk about else? this more. No. Okay. Great. <laughs> I guess that's it. Um, okay. So then we're back to the elevator and he is, they are trying to kind of get it as surgery safe as possible. It's not really like they can sterilize it, but he's handing them the gowns and the gloves and the drapes and everything. So scary. So um, then Meredith is like running down the stairs and Izzy's running up the stairs. And Christina's like, where are you guys running to? And Izzy's like, oh, Burke is talking George and Alex who hearts her tree in the elevator. And um, Meredith is like, oh, we're flying in a shaman for a healing ritual. And Christina goes, I have porn guy. <laughs> it's so funny but then she goes to check on him and he is truly in immense amounts of pain because he has no pain medicine for whatever his ailment is and so then she kind of is like oh shit this is not this was not a joke you actually need he goes you think i'm just some kind of sicko watching this in front of you and she's like well yeah i (laughs) yes that is what i thought that is Um, correct which is hilarious um I so, could 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 you what would you do if like if could could you watch porn that incessantly with having Scarlet around I, I don't I, could you I don't think so no I would be like I don't think I could just any other option there has to be something else I could probably watch like videos of puppies <laughs> just like <laughs> sure. being cute and tiny and manatees videos of manatees they make me so oh. Yeah, there's. I'm sure that releases this. I mean, well, oh, hold on. Does <laughs> any anyone who's a doctor out there? Because as always, we are not doctors. We are not doctors. Uh, um, Still, do, do somehow, maybe by videos, the end of this podcast, we'll be doctors. 
video do videos of puppies and porn release the same endorphins? I'm, I'm sure curious. for different people they do. But apparently not for him. No, probably not for him. Um so okay, so this is when we go back to the elevator. And Bert goes to hand Alex the scalpel. And Alex just freezes. And George and Burke are both like, bro, like, fucking take this. This man is dying. You have to do something. And he is fully frozen. So, again, I think it goes back to just him questioning everything because of what happened with the chief and him having to, having failed, whatever it is he failed. So, he's just panicking. So, um, George just steps up. He's like, take the ventilator, vent the patient. And he, Burke walks him through it. And he... He's like, this is what you got to do. And he almost ruins it for himself when he says, we're not in Kansas anymore. And I was like, George, shut up. That's dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I understand. You're about to be the hero of this episode, but like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but hold on. So so question. Mm-hmm. Is is the what we're supposed to assume that Alex has progressed faster as a surgeon than George? I think so, because if you remember in the first episode when George fucked up the appendectomy. That's kind of his right. Okay, like everyone's first impression of him still. So I think he works really hard, but he might not have like that. That first impression just still isn't great because of that. So I and believe... Alex and Burke have been getting close, but I didn't know mm-hmm. if it was like us, like a, something that we're supposed to assume. Because I, I truly did not get that vibe until this moment. Yeah, and I also think as part of just like Alex was on the side, and he was like, "Okay, you're gonna stand on that side." So. But it ends up being George. And then uh, <laughs> goes to Derek and he goes, your shaman is late. The guy goes, a shaman is never late. <laughs> Love it. I um, was also thinking, how is the helicopter getting around in that kind of weather? It's a helicopter. <laughs> it's the scientific answer. <laughs> it's Helicopters <laughs> stole Kobe from us. It's Seattle. So, so I think they have to or they would never fly. That's fair. They must have some sort of weather. Also, it's on that, that weird. Like at this point, it's just the weird sunshine rain where it's not like the really bad storm anymore like it was earlier in the episode. So. um, OK, so then everyone's crowded around the elevator. Bailey's like, oh, they're here. They can move it. And he's like, no, 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 no. We cannot move it. <laughs> it's <a> bad idea. <laughs> not yet. So which George- I didn't understand until until later. Yeah, that didn't so make sense to me until afterwards. George gets the stuff started, basically, like, what they need to do. And once he starts it and it goes well, he gets, like, a big confidence boost. And you can see it. Like, see it in him. He's like, okay, I can do this. So, yay. Um, then we go back to porn. Christina, <laughs> Christina. is narrating <laughs> verbally porn for this man. And it is top-notch. Like, it is... Uh, hilarious that 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 is the solution and that she is the one that does it is just so funny to me it's like well i mean they come back later but it's not like she's doing anything super graphic with what she's talking no, she's about really not. that that we see obviously that well i guess that we see because before she says boobs tits or breasts we don't it know what she's away, going to yeah. say it cuts away do you um, think that christina would have said boobs or breasts or would she go really dirty and go tits I think boobs. Yeah, she seems like a boobs person to me. I think so. 
So, okay, so Izzy finds out that her patient has come to the hospital on this exact same day every year with the exact same symptoms. And she brings it up, and the lady is a little bit shady about it. Little 100%. Bit shady. She cheated with fucking Ted, her neighbor. Or maybe it was an emotional cheating. I yeah. don't know. We find well, out about that later. Ted. But like, um, okay. Dead Ted. Dead Ted. So the song that is playing next. When Grey's Anatomy, when I was watching it and I was in high school, me and my best friend watched it together. And we would make each other like a lot of mix CDs. And a lot of the songs would be songs from Grey's Anatomy. And this was one of the songs. It's called I Can Hear the Bells by Mike Dowdy. And it is, I love, I just remember listening to this song over and over again. I just love this song so much. And when it came on, I was like, high school flashbacks. So good. I love it. It's just lovely. So this, there's kind of several things that it's flashing through, like back to, um, like there's the, they're doing the healing ritual. They're doing the elevator surgery. They're having Ellis and Richard moments. It's just like a lot of things happening back and forth but first george is walking through or george is doing the surgery and it's kind of like the really like part of the surgery that really they are trying to get done before they can move and it's really big deal and he's like he can like feel the guy's heart and he finds the hole and he holds it with his finger and george is or burke is like good job we're gonna get you out and go to surgery so just hold your finger there it's a nice moment he's like you just flew solo Great confidence boost. George is successful. What a time. Not even that annoying. A victory. And also, it was a little bit cute when he's like, I'm touching the aorta. I know. It's so cute. That's kind of cute. Because for a doctor, yeah, you would think that would be like pretty dope. Also, about George, real quick. So, shout out to my friend Kristen, who is a big Grey's Anatomy fan. And she didn't realize we were doing this podcast. And she had said... I will listen to anything relating to George. And I said, interesting. Yikes. <laughs> interesting. So it you sounds can like listen her, to it's us her bitch about him for the past <laughs> 14 episodes. Uh, Kristen, go rewatch it. The first couple 14 episodes here don't paint him in a good light. But anyways, so it gave me hope for George. And then, boom, we have this episode. Because this yeah. conversation took place like three week, three days ago. Yes. So I do like the moment of you just flew solo. And they're like, okay, get them out. So that's good. The shaman arrives. Christina is still narrating porn. <laughs> Bailey walks by and is like, what the hell? And Christina's like, what am I supposed to do? Then the power comes back on. Then we flash to part of the healing ritual. Oh, I also wanted to note when um, Anna tells Meredith, she's like, you should watch because you will see the moment that they find my soul, which I think is cool because she goes on this. She's like, I'm still, you know, I still play in a band and I have a tongue piercing and I went to college, but I also still practice this very spiritual um, thing with my family and it's very intimate. And I think it's cool that she like has both. It's not, you know, cause when we had the Orthodox Jewish girl in the other episode, she was like living in another world practically. So I like the, the combination and that she even says like, I know it sounds like a load of crap to you, but you should watch. Cause it's still like a cool thing to see. It's cool. Yeah, to I... Value other people's cultural and spiritual experiences, even if you don't agree with them. I was actually going to be really disappointed because when they started the scene, they cut away from it. Yes. And I thought, oh, okay, so we're just going to come back and then they're going to be doing surgery. No, like they showed 
a, a yeah. lot of different parts from this. And I hope if you're someone out there who practices, is it Hmong? Is it, yes. am I saying that, the Hmong religion? Yes. Let us know if that was pretty representative of what you would you would expect in in a healing uh, ceremony like that. Because I love seeing stuff like that. It's yeah. so. It's so eye-opening, and I yeah, love I that. So I'm really glad they put it in. Yeah, I like the way they portrayed it with, like, everything else going on. They just kept doing the flashbacks and um, the cutaways. But they also, the way they portray I just like when they take something like that seriously. Because that's not, they're not making it up. It's not some kind of weird cult, like, extraterrestrial planet ritual thing. It's, like, a real thing that people do in practice. And it's very, very intimate and, like, serious to, to a lot of people. And I like that it was approached with that in mind and obviously not knowing much about that culture, but I just like that they took it seriously. Um, we get a couple different like Ellis and Richard moments. He's like walks by looking at her and then, um, Izzy's patient. Okay. That's when her, I guess her husband leaves. And so Izzy, talks to her about ted and it's sad <laughs> like literally however many years since he dies she gets so sad on the day of his death that she goes to the hospital because her heart is essentially broken yeah it, like stops and working on the day he died what was it uh so she gets a stress cardiomyopathy every day but 27 years she loved the yeah. man next door and he loved me she says yeah ted was my soulmate what yeah like Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did they not cheat? Did they cheat? Is it just strictly emotional? I don't understand. Yeah, they really leave it up to the imagination. And to me, it does feel almost like the implication is that it was just an emotional affair. Like they were just in love with each other. They just like had a bond, but maybe they never actually had a physical relationship. So it's really, it's interesting that they don't explicitly say like, oh yeah, I was just banging the neighbor. <laughs> Which would have been way less of a... It would have been a, a very different juxtaposition of a storyline based on the, the spiritual one. And then yes. the also, like, the loving yet weird relationship of the wife of the of the porn guy. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, which is also... It's coming up, in, I think, in just a couple of scenes. Yeah. Which took me by surprise, honestly. Yeah. Um, so we also see um, all the cops that are there are shaking George's hand, thanking him, being like, you're so cool. Like, good job. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Alex is pouting in the corner because he messed up and he knows he messed up. But what are you going to do? It's done now. And he gets the look from from Izzy. And it's yeah. like, because she yeah. knows she something happens. I, yeah. I hope they my prediction, official prediction, Carmen prediction is in the next episode. We will dig deeper into that and they will hash it out or they won't. <laughs> I hate to. <laughs> uh, um, again, we're still flashing back to the healing rituals. Um, get another Ellis and Richard moment where she's like, you got to do it. You got to leave him. And he's like, you did. You left Thatcher, but I did not leave Adele. That's what happened. And telling her that a little bit brings her back. And he's, she's like, I moved to Boston. I took a job in Boston to get away from you and trying to get away from the memory. We were at a carousel. Carousels are creepy. <laughs> Except in Europe. Yes, we did ride a lot of carousels in Europe. Yeah, uh, carousels and fountains. Mm, that was the tradition. Um, Wait, okay, hold, yes. hold on one second. So yeah, I must ahead. have missed that line. So so she did leave Thatcher. 
yeah, because she, again, she's doing the same thing where she's like, you need to leave Adele. And he goes, and I'm going to leave Thatcher. And he goes, you did leave Thatcher, but I couldn't bring myself to leave Adele. And that's kind of what brings I, I her back that. to reality. And she's like, oh, and then I went to Boston. And he goes, yeah, and we agreed to never speak about what we had ever again. Yeah, so I, I caught the line where he said he couldn't bring himself to leave Adele. Mm-hmm. I thought he said you didn't leave Thatcher. So I no, ca- I missed yeah. that. So, okay, that adds a lot more context. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that this storyline will be revisited later on, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Which makes sense after the way she treated imaginary Thatcher, a.k.a. George, in another episode. Right. That does kind of bring a lot. that back. she would leave him. <laughs> she clearly did not like him. I didn't think about that till now because I didn't realize right. that was what was said in the line. Yes. So, okay, then we have the cute little moment with Christina talking to the porn guy's wife. And she's like, I mean, how do you deal with it on all the time? And she's like, well, it takes away his pain and he takes away my pain, which is very cute. So cute. And just so very cute. like genuine, just like it's worth it because what the porn does for him, he does for me. And I'm like, that's just an interesting way to think about it. It's also, you have to think, it's not like he's sitting there masturbating 24-7. Right. yeah. It's like watching a really inappropriate TV <laughs> show that you're addicted to. All the time. All the time. And it allows you to not feel any pain until you get the surgery. Um, okay, Do you think so he then, considers sex with his wife porn? I don't know if he would consider it porn, but I do think he would. it would continue to take away his pain. Because it would right. release the serotonin. Some sort of sexual pleasure relating mm-hmm. to the those... Yeah, okay, got it. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. So then we get the last shot of the healing ritual where we are, I think, meant to assume that her soul is found. She looks at Meredith. Meredith, like, understands. Then we show... Uh, we see them operating. Addison is watching. She has finally found Derek. She's been looking for him all day. Um, and then we have the speech, which we already Before discussed. Before that... Did you did you think that Derek like looked at Addison lovingly in that moment? I yes. I mean not lovingly, but definitely with confusion, question, hesitation, pain, a lot of um complex emotions. Not as yeah. certain as he was when she first showed up, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I in was getting opinion. a bit of longing, longing mm-hmm. to And Meredith is like, also obviously there and she's like Right. I she I think it. I think seeing Addison is actually in my opinion what triggers her. To be like, no, wait, (laughs) I do want him. (laughs) Maybe. Pick me, choose me, love me speech. Yes. So we got that. Um, Then we go to Ellis being discharged and kind of being out of it. I think this is really the most where she's out of it because she's not, you know, barking orders at anyone. She's really just staring off into the distance. And then um, Meredith. This is like, oh, well, she says he doesn't love her, but he's going to stay with her anyways. And that's when Meredith is like, mom. And Ellis is like, oh, you grew up. What a shame. It's awful being a grown up. (laughs) Correct. So true. And then she says, go ahead. I was going to say, can we go back to the the pick me, choose me, love me thing real quick? Because I want to ask you a question. So you you didn't see that happen live. Did you know about it, though? Uh, I think so. Do you remember when you went back and you, you got to watch that for the first time? Did you have, what kind of emotions were you thinking with that scene? Because I, I told you how I, I felt, but what, what goes through your head? Do you think you agree with what is with Ellen, Ellen Pompeo? Ellen Pompeo. 
Um, uh, now I understand her, where she's it? coming from. As a high okay. school girl, as like a 15-year-old girl watching this, I was like, oh, I want that love. Which, <laughs> big picture on their current situation, that is not what I want. <laughs> so I don't feel that way now. I definitely understand where Ellen Pompeo is coming from, but I also understand where Meredith is coming from. But yeah, I mean, in that moment, I was really like peak high school girl rom-com. Oh, man, how great. I'm going to memorize this speech forever. Do you still have it memorized forever? I could probably do it. (laughs) I respect that. (laughs) Um, So, okay, yeah, Ellis says, but the carousel never stops turning, which is something she says a lot, both lucid and uh, not lucid. And I actually, I think also when I was looking on the Discover page on our Grayson Academy um, Instagram, someone had posted a tattoo they had gotten um, that said it was like uh, a really cool watercolor abstract of a carousel. And then it said the carousel never stops turning, which I thought was like a really cool because I'm sure there's a lot of Grey's Anatomy tattoos. And I don't think that that would probably be a very common one. So I thought if that you was are looking for a recommendation for a Grey's Anatomy tattoo, feel free to use the Grey's Academy logo and then send us a picture of it. And then I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Uh, um, also, wait, yeah. si- sidebar, sidebar, one last thing. Uh, Jessica saw a mug that said, it's a beautiful day to save lives. And she's like, you guys should say this on your podcast. And I was like, Jessica, <laughs> why do you not care about me or Kelsey? Why do you not love us? Remember Just listen to one she, episode. Listen to one episode. She watched the first episode and sent us the video of Derek saying it because you didn't believe me that he said it in the first episode. <laughs> I still don't remember him she ever saying it. She sent us the video of it. I don't remember her sending us the video either. Oh, my God. I'm gonna find Was it in again. a group chat? I think so, because it wouldn't have been Snapchat, because you don't open those. Season 2, Episode 5, we are at right now, and I genuinely do not remember seeing It's a Beautiful Day to Save Lives. <laughs> it has been said. At least once. Um, okay, so then we get Meredith is at Joe's. She's like, every time the door opens, she's looking. Where's Derek? He's not here. That's when we find out that Bailey is married and she's talking to Derek and he's like, what do I do? It's, it's too hard. And she goes, no, you know what to do. It's not hard. It's, it's painful, but it's not hard. Which, um, what do you think she's telling him to do? I think she's telling him to stay with Addison. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from that. Yeah. I think but, maybe a little bit, especially with also, the context of her being married. Yeah. If she would have said that, Without knowing that she was married, I would say, okay, what it's saying, what she's saying is break up with Addison because she cheated. But now that I know that she's married for almost as long as they were, 10 yeah. years, and they were 11, mm-hmm. I think she... I, I, I also think Derek, though there's a Derek's potential stay with Addison. that they wrote it vague because it could be either one. Like she could yeah. be saying either thing. So. She, he, he's going to stay with Addison. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, and then we get the Christina and Burke DTR moment, and I love it so much. I love it so much. Meredith is drinking lots of tequila. Derek does not show up, and that is the cliffhanger. But before we do our ratings, I have to do Living in Shondaland because there's a lot in this episode. <laughs> is it Joe? It's not Joe. <laughs> I, I do like at the end, though, he's like, he'll show. He'll, he'll show. show. He'll show. I'm like, okay, okay, Joe. <laughs> Trying to pick up the pieces of everyone's relationship here. Okay, so living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! 
Nice. Okay, so Mimi Kennedy, who played Verna, which is the heart in love with Ted Lady, uh, okay. was in an episode of Scandal and an episode of Private Practice. Okay. Her husband was in two episodes of Private Practice. Were they married in that epi- in that show? Nope. Um, oh. <laughs> Francois Chow, who played Mr. Chu, was in an episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. Brent Brusco, who is the porn guy, was in an episode of Scandal, in addition to being J.J., uh, Daniel Bess, who was the gunshot guy, was also in an episode of Scandal. So, a big one for this episode. I love that. Also, did you, the, the, the dad, the, what was his name? Francois, in real Francois. life is his name. Was he, was he in an episode of Psych? I feel like he was in Psych. Maybe, but he was in also in a lot of episodes of Lost. Oh, I didn't watch Lost. It wasn't on USA Network. I didn't watch it. Oh, well. It's a time. It's a whole yeah. other podcast. Uh, <laughs> I would I would do that. Oh, my God. It's, it's a lot of brain power <laughs> to commit to a television show. So I'm going to ask you first. Okay. What was your ranking for this episode? I think I would give this episode a... a going back and forth between a three and a half or a four. It's hard. So, med student, intern. Fellow. No. No. Nope. Resident. Resident, fellow, fellow attending. attending. Resident for me. I'm giving this a three even on the dot. Yeah. I think it was just a, okay. I think it's a three and a half because it is a big, it is a big, it does establish a lot of things. We get a lot of answers. We It's also setting up a lot of things for the future. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's a three and I feel like. It would be higher if I had not disliked George so much going into it, because it's nice that he gets a redemption. But if going into this, he's not as whiny and terrible, it's uh, a lot more easy like to be like, yeah, because <laughs> at this point, you're just like, OK, finally, you're just not annoying. But yeah, you're not really agreed. like doing a dance for him at this point, the way that I think you're intended to, because <laughs> he's just so annoying. Yeah, it was a so okay. The reasons that I didn't go lower with the rankings for this episode: Bailey and the real reveal there, mm-hmm. uh, Christina and Burke getting together. Yeah, George got a win. Uh, my prediction was correct in the first ten seconds of this show, and also the the any uh, Christina doing just sexy talk, dirty talk yeah. to a, a patient is is hilarious. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. I think for what I would have liked to have seen out of this episode was um, more of Addison because I think that I really want to see what's going on with this character of her being kind of the good villain, like mm-hmm. Thanos. Um, okay. <laughs> I had to squeeze it in one episode. Um, uh, I, no, that's it's, it's fine. It was a fine episode. I think I, I expected more because the last episode was so good. Yeah. And I think um, we'll we'll have a lot to talk about the next episode as well. That's all? You don't want to tell me exactly what's going to happen? Can you give me your predictions? <laughs> <laughs> I predict this show will continue to be on TV for a long time. Like a hundred more years. I want to tell you this before you watch the next episode, but I also don't know if I want to tell you. Is it going to be a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. Is this the dog episode? No, this is not the dog episode. 
Apparently, there's an episode that I need a warning about the dog. Much more warning about the dog episode. If it's not a spoiler, give me a warning. Okay, so the next episode is widely agreed by television critics to be the best episode of Grey's Anatomy. Of all time? And as far as writing goes. Okay. So I just want you to go in with that mind. Just like, I don't, I, this will be the first time I've watched it knowing that because I, having done research on other people, it came up. And so now knowing that I'm interested to watch it through that lens. And I'm, I want you to also watch it through that lens with your still not knowing anything else to come. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about that. So um, everyone can tune in next week to listen to that one as well and if anyone and if anyone's listening to this and wants to be on for that episode send us a quick message be yes. a guest ellen pompeo <laughs> do it let Shonda us know rhymes patrick dempsey <laughs> let us know what's um, uh, Sa- sandra oh oh my queen do um, it message yeah. us and if not just we'll we'll have to message your pr managers directly yeah, yeah, yeah. and say this yeah, is all, really good for our your people will, will reach out for for their people for sure <laughs> um, yeah also we're hiring we need people <laughs> to reach out to other people. Yeah. So if you know everyone in Hollywood, please work for us for free. Yeah, it's really good for your career. Um, but yes, please follow us on Instagram. Please share our episodes with your friends. Please email us if you want to tell us that we're doing a terrible job or a great job or anything in between. Or if you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't talk about this one thing in that one episode. And then we'll backtrack and talk about it. We don't care. We do whatever we want. Um, so maybe we'll you. put out a special episode <laughs> just talking about that. Like, if you see something we that we wanted to talk about, we can send a, a, a five minute episode. Who cares? We are in charge, we can do what we want. Um, so yes, let's continue. We are looking forward to next week and all the weeks to come. Season two, good stuff, obviously, just keeps coming. So, um, until next time. No spoilies.